Happy Sunday. I was going to say Sunday, but I guess we don't have a set date when we drop this. So it'll be the weekend. Happy weekend to everyone. Today in the owner's lounge, we're looking at a Pacheco trade that Dan and I received in a FFPC high stakes leagues that we're both in. And we're also looking at a MFL team that Dan and I manage in a money league with a bunch of goats. One of the goat leagues we finished second last year. Lots to talk about today, guys. Let's get right to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait them. Fish. What is up, Dynasty Land? We're back in the owner's lounge. Dan and I managing our high-stakes Dynasty teams. Today we're talking FFPC 500 buy-in, Dan, that we got the Pacheco offer. Yes, yep, And then correct. we've got the Big Money League in the GOAT Leagues, uh, which Dan and I split. We finished second last year. Very competitive league. We've got a couple couple GOATs, including uh, you know our boy Randy Theo. Uh, are in that in that one so we'll get to that one in a bit but let's start off with the trade we just received then what is this in our uh that's the dynasty depot so what did we finish yes. in that one last year um so in that one we finished uh second place second so, place so yes that's a pretty stacked roster when you look at owners on the ffpc in that league that's the dynasty depot check it out guys if you're uh if you own any FFPC dynasty teams, it's a great way to buy and trade uh, and sell your dynasty teams actually on there. I used it for Team Dan, a uh, 500 that I had for years. I built it up and made a nice little profit on that thing um, last summer, which helps helps you, you know, this time of season, get into more leagues because <laughs> we're degenerates. That's just what we do. But um, Dan, why don't you talk about the trade, talk about the league, anything you want to kind of set the table with here? Okay, yeah. So the, uh, as as JD said, this is a uh, you know it's kind of an all star league. Um, it's got a lot of very very serious dynasty players. It was started by the owner of the Dynasty Depot, um, Nelson Verbit, and uh, so he he invited us in. Uh, we've this league has been running for two years now. Um, we finished third the first year. We finished second this year. Um, so 2023, we are guaranteed to finish first. I mean that's, that's all there is to it. It's natural progression of life um <laughs> so well you, you see a pattern in our teams dan and that's why i think it was last week we talked about our 250 pros versus joe's it's like our ugly child because it's the only one that we haven't been cashing pretty regularly in right exactly so anyway 
But this uh, this team is, you know, it's set up reasonably well for this year. Uh, we we don't have a ton of draft picks available to us, um, you know. So so getting a you know a, a two oh seven here is, you know, it, it's definitely interesting. And you know, value wise, what we're looking at here, the two oh seven and a twenty twenty four second um, for Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, the the value on that to me I think is is pretty sweet. I mean, you know, Pacheco starting running back for the Chiefs, but also a seventh round in a real life NFL draft pick. Uh, you know, who, he could get blown up at any moment. It's a, it's a very nervous time of the season for right. these type of running backs with no draft capital. I mean, this is definition. Uh, type of player that if you do get an offer that's kind of tasty and that's what my first question Dan is off the cuff like you seemed like you were content with the value in the offer I think so I mean you know because the thing is is I think that with the fact that Pacheco could get blown up in any second you know and we got him for basically nothing yeah uh, he was, was that I we get him uh, on waivers I, I think we got him in the uh, in the rookie draft last year, but he okay. was like a fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yes, we were checkoing anywhere we could last last year. That's yeah, exactly. Cool. So, you know, he he cost us almost nothing. Uh, we have here, you know, a, you know, we're turning a guaranteed profit on him after being able to use him over the course of the past year, as well. So, I mean, you know, even if we got nothing for him, we'd have already turned a profit just on you know what we spent. Uh, being able to insert a fifth round rookie pick into your lineup, even, you know, two times is like a win. So, uh, more so, than that. Sorry, Dan, now that we're, uh, we're under the player profiler partnership umbrella, the Voltron part of the Voltron, uh, we got to, you know, use the tools, right? So oh, I'm yeah. using the, uh, the, their dynasty calculator right now on, on my mobile and, uh, it's got, the, the trade, the pick side at 134 to 53 is Pacheco's value in Dynasty. And and I think that's, you know, clearly everything you just talked about, the fact that these draft picks right now are more value and then even the 2024 picks, as, as we hear every year, Dan. I don't know why everyone thinks this year is different, the next year is different. I hear it every year from everyone that follows college. Next season is the season. Next, you got you have the one on one. You've got like the Super Mario star, you know, in your league, and you, you know you see it every year. It it kind of sizzles out a bit, and then the hype is back. I guess when the draft comes, but um, yep. it's an interesting one. So we talked about the trade. We talked about you know what the calculator is telling us. You're saying it's on par. I think it's pretty much on par because let's face it, we talk about uh, running backs in good offenses with volume. And if we look at Pacheco last year, he was, I was trying to get this before, um, before I got to me, but just looking at kind of his touches, uh, we're always looking at touches for, for uh, running backs, just his, his, what is this, carries, they got it broken down in carries. So like his, you know, 15, 10, 12, and then he's got some, some receptions in there as well. So he's in the 20-ish range like 15 to 20 range which is you know for seventh rounder um it's it's there's definitely value there like it's not you can't just look at the calculator and be like oh wow we're blowing it out of the water right but we what we have to keep in mind is uh you know while the fantasy community we're we're definitely high on pacheco and um i'll, I'll just throw up so he was he, he was um 
Well, actually, fantasy point. I guess it's a lot of it was at the back end in the playoffs, right? Because fantasy points per game, he was the RB forty four. Right. Yeah. So he he was lightly used uh, early on in the season, and then as you know, as the season went along, uh, Edward Delaire went on the in- injury list. Um, it was basically Pacheco and uh, McKinnon. Uh, but this year it could be Pacheco and uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, you know, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to not use Hilaire. I think fantasy Great. players are discounting Hilaire to a much, much greater degree mm-hmm. uh, than what the Chiefs probably are. I mean, we're, we're tired of him. Uh, you know, we've, we, we've overvalued him for three years straight. Um, so everybody's sick of him. And if you, you know, you go to best ball, uh, you know, he's languishing at the bottom of the pile. You can get him in like the 17th, 18th, 19th round or later. Yep. Uh, so, you know, basically I think this is a, a classic sell high situation because so many, so many bad things could happen to Pacheco and almost, you know, I, I don't want to say that what we see in the last half of uh, the season here, that's his ceiling, but I don't think that's his floor either. Um, you know, so He's, he's a guy who can maybe help you out a little bit, but what I'm seeing with two second-round picks, that's a clear win in value. Looking at how he fits into our roster, um, let me pull up our rosters. So right now at running back, we've got Pacheco, Fournette, Aaron Jones, and Devin Singletary. So again, because we're after cutdowns this time of season, you know, you're not really as worried about positions, but we've we've got a decent nucleus of four there. Uh, that are usable, especially two of those guys, obviously, with Aaron Jones and Pacheco. Fournette, no matter where he lands, we keep saying, Dan, it's, he's, he's, he's going to give you production. Yep. Yeah, so we're, you know, we're not sitting in what I would call great shape at running back, but uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have Aaron Jones as our RB1. Um, we've, we've got Fournette, who's probably going to land somewhere. We've got Singletary, who's... Uh, you know, at least going to be able to be an emergency running back. You could take a look at um, our draft picks also here. Right now, if we got that 207, that would be our highest draft pick. Um, yeah, we have a, a 211, 37, 311, and then four, five, six, and seven picks. Uh, so I kind of like this trade because basically what it's doing is it's, it's cashing out high on Pacheco. Uh, and it sets us up with an extra, you know, another draft pick this year where we can potentially get a running back or, you know, whatever else. I mean, it might mm-hmm. be a tight end, but, you know, we'll, we'll get a, a good player at 207. And it sets us up with an extra second for next year. For next year, which is huge. Yeah. Which, which we're, de- we're, we're definitely going to need. I mean, we, you know, we kind of went a little bit all in last year to, to try to bring home the title. Didn't mm-hmm. quite get there. Uh, <clears throat> but if awesome. you look at our, our roster, it's, it's definitely built to win now. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, and then we got Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, and then some some other older wide receivers uh, as well. Waller, older player, Aaron Jones, older player. So, you know, I think I think our best move is to try to you know extend our window here, try to get into the playoffs again, and uh, see if we can bring it home. One thing you guys talked about, and if you guys haven't seen it yet, Scott Connor was on. You and Theo were talking pivots off of draft picks. Having those draft picks, they give you flexibility. Mm-hmm. So we, this is like probably the most you're getting for Pacheco pre-draft. They don't draft anyone. They don't bring anyone else in. I mean, 
probably stays about the same, maybe goes up a bit his value, but he still has that lack of draft capital that is always going to be kind of weighing down his value overall. And like we said, CEH is there. We've seen this, this offense kind of shuffle through running backs. I don't see them being shallow at the position, let's say, going into the season. So I think looking at everything, you look at what Pacheco's value is on the market, what this gives us as a team. Um, yeah, we lose a starting, I guess, who would be a starting uh, flex right now for us on our roster. But that's replaceable with, with those picks that we're grabbing. And, and if we go, we're going into the season, we still have a lack. We can use those picks to, to get ourselves maybe a, a better situation at running back someone with, with some more draft capital or whatever it is that we like at the time. Yep. Agreed. And, uh, you know, while I think if Pacheco survives the draft, I mean, then you could probably get a low first for him. Um, you know, but you look at what, what you're going to get with a low first and I'm not sure that's, but, it, but is a low, is a low first that much different low first in this year's draft that much different than the 207 and the 2024. And second? Exactly. And that, that's, that's right. what I'm thinking is, you know, you're, your low first and your 207 are going to be kind of from almost the same uh, tier of players. And, yep. you know, so to me, just taking that 207, it's almost like getting a low first. We just won't get our choice of exactly who we get. You know, we'll, we'll be kind of left with the leftovers of that tier, but that's fine. Um, and then we get that second from next year. And, you know, who knows how high that second could be. Exactly. No, this you know what the, the, we broke it down, we hashed it out. This is uh, actually worked out because it's a kind of a no-brainer. Except at this point, yep, and do it. I, I, I think so. So we're gonna we're gonna hit the accept button. There it is. Oh yeah! There it is. There it is. All right, buddy. Big move right there in the uh, Dynasty Depot League. We'll. Uh, I mean, I feel like any move this time of year is fun, you know, just to get just to get deals done. So we got that done. Um, again, like you said, competitive in a 500 league. That's all you want to be. You see our starters there Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson's going to be back, Tyreek Hill, Darren Waller, Singletary, Amari Cooper. So very competitive starters. We still have draft picks now. We've got some depth at receiver with Brendan Cook, Elijah Moore there, uh, Juju and uh DPJ. There we go. Dan's, yeah, so. Dan's, Dan's like me. He likes to go set up the lineup right away. <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing some, some uh, throwing it in there. So Pacheco is coming off our bench rather than uh, yeah. as a starter. I mean, who knows who our running back two is right now, but we've, we've got months to figure it out. So I'm totally. worried about that. The, the ideal for me is Fournette lands in a dreamy spot and we pair that up with like our, 24 second or with that 207 and we get ourselves a another imagine if Fournette landed in Kansas City there you go yeah, I mean yeah, that would that would instantly uh crater the value of Pacheco, what's that I think Alanis Morissette song <laughs> isn't it ironic yes all right That'd nice so there you go we got one done on the show Dan didn't even plan it worked out beautifully uh that's our 500 Dynasty Depot let's now move over to the um, the money league within the goat league. So just some guys that are in there. You've got Randy, the outlaw. Is he sharing with Jerry, or has Jerry got his own team in that? League? No, Jerry's got his own team. So Randy's yeah. got his own. Jerry from the the Dynasty War Zone also has his own. Neil, 
Yep. Theo's in there. Uh, I believe Wheeler's in this one. We, I believe so. You know what? It's hard. I keep forgetting like who's in which gold league because there weren't too many. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull it up just so I can have it in front of me. But super competitive league. It's a uh, remind me, Dan, it's two quarterback. So it's it's start two quarterback, start two tight end, um, 1.75 PPR for tight ends. That's right. Yeah. It's got 0.25 per carry for running backs. And then wide receivers are just regular PPR. So you've got to start 12 players. You can start two court. You have to, you can start two quarterbacks. You have to start two tight ends. You have to start two running backs and two wide receivers, I think, and the rest can be flexes. And, uh, and these are deep, Dan. These are not like FFTC yeah. shallow. These are 32 man deep rosters. And then you've got a couple injury spots and three taxi spots. So a super deep, you know, 30-ish, 30, mid-30 uh, depth in roster. So different format than the FFPC, but definitely a fun, fun link to be in. Yep, yep, absolutely. And um, so we came in second place in this league last year. I'm putting up this screen just, you know, you, you can ignore the team, uh, the always be closing team. That's, that's another team. But I put it up on the trade screen so we can also see our draft picks. Yes, that's usually how I do it as well, just so you can see what you have. Yep, as well as all our players. So uh, this this is another team we finished second with. Um, again, we pushed hard to to try to get uh, to win the league. So we've traded away pretty much all of our draft picks from this year. So we just have a, a fourth and a fifth this year. So there's not much help coming down the pike. Uh, you know, and looking at the team position by position at Quarterback um, with Tom Brady retiring. Um, that, that makes somebody, a somebody put a tweet. Who did we have on this week that put a tweet out about that about Tom Brady? How many teams have Tom Brady? Or is that uh, was oh, that, that was uh, Mojo? That was Mojo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, yes, we still have Tom Brady on the roster, but the you know being thirty-two players deep, we're going to hang on to Tom Brady uh, probably. Yeah through yeah. most of the season if yeah. we have to. But, uh, but we're, we're, we're basically right now, we're kind of hoping Gardner Minshew ends up making starts <laughs> because that will make our, our lives a lot easier because we don't have a lot of draft pick capital to trade unless we dip into our 2024 supply, uh, which I'd rather not do right now. But, you know, looking at the other position. So we got Josh Allen. I mean, that's a great place to start at quarterback. And hopefully Minshew makes some starts. That would be great. Get us, uh, you know, at least a few games into the season. At running back, I think we're looking really strong because we've got uh, Saquon, we've got Dalvin Cook. Uh, we also have Ty Chandor, which if Cook ends up going somewhere else, Ty Chandor I think is going to be real sneaky because um, Alexander Madison would be, then becomes its starter and then Ty Chandor. You're, you're going to get, if, if Eric listens to this, he's going to get all wet. You're talking about Ty Chandler. <laughs> I know it, I know it. Uh, we got Chase Edmonds, uh, not much going on there. Royce Freeman, definitely a drop candidate. Darrell Henderson, uh, probably edging closer to a drop candidate. Chubba Hubbard, uh, I'll, I'll let you talk piece. about the, your favorite Canadian. Yeah, decent depth piece, you know, in, in, especially in this carry, uh, point per carry type of, type of league. Yep. Jarek McKinnon, who uh, definitely helped carry us last year. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Elijah Mitchell, who's a... You know, that, that might be a trade piece to, uh, you know, move to the um, 
to the McCaffrey owner. Uh, you know, so we can that's that's something that we can think about moving because we are so deep at running back. We got Latavius Murray, no job right now, but uh, Denver sounds interested in bringing him back. Tony Pollard, and then we have uh, Jeffrey Wilson down here as well. Um, you know, so we've we've got some good frontline starters at running back, and we have guys that we can throw into a flex as needed. So feel great about our running backs. Yeah. No, for sure. And nice layers to our running backs, you know, guys, you can just slot in good starters. Uh, we got three solid starters in Saquon, Dalvin and Tony Pollard, um, you know, with the current landscape anyways, receiver, we've got our studs, uh, how we like to do it. So we've got digs for the Allen stack with, uh, in Buffalo, we've got your boy Lockett, who was key last year, big time, Mike Williams, you know, he's got his flashes, but he does put up those big, big games. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. And then, you know, you've got like the Russell Gages, the Devin Duvernays, the Zay Jones actually last year was pretty good. Alan Lazard, maybe in New York, we, we start getting more out of him. Who knows? Or maybe we just go to the Rogers owner once he finally signs there and see if we can move him. Uh, Justin Watson and Sky Moore. Uh, and then we have Michael Thomas on the IR who could be relevant this year, Dan. Could be. I'll tell you what, uh, I think we... If, if he gets a good game or two, um, he's definitely a try-to-move-him-right-away type guy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And then tight end, we're you know, not too shabby there with George Kittle. I believe we made a move for George Kittle. I think, wasn't it uh, George Kittle and Barkley we made? Uh... I think it was Kittle and, uh, I think it was Kittle and Diggs that we got. And we traded away Pitts and yes. something else uh, to do that. On a mission to stack, and we got it done. Yep. And it paid off. And then uh, we also have Jelani Woods, yep. who I like as a, you know, I think he's an interesting, intriguing uh, young tight end that might turn into something. And we have uh, Tyler Conklin, who... Could be could be sneaky yeah. this year. He's a guy I keep grabbing late in these best balls. Um, could definitely be sneaky. Right, exactly. With Rodgers. My, my thought exactly. So, you know, we've, we've got some... You know, our, our depth at tight end is not great. But, you know, basically this is a team that can go out there and we can put, put in a starting lineup that we feel real good about. It smashes. Uh, that can be at least definitely competitive. Uh, you know, we have, I think, one of the deeper teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even though our so, quarterback isn't, we because you have a stud like that, it carries it enough. And if you look at how many starters, like how many top-round guys who are going in best ball right now in the top three, four rounds, we've got a, a few of them. So we can put up pretty, pretty good firepower. Right. And we can, you know, we can maybe make a, a move for, uh, you know, a cheaper quarterback or something like that. If, if we decide that that's what we want to do for now, I'm condemned to just, Oh, we have a, uh, we have a trade offer, Dan. Oh yes. Ah, I didn't even know that. Look at that. Hey, man, you, you'd think they, they were scripting this show or something. So yeah, I literally just pressed trades to look at the um, to look at the picks, and uh, of course we have a, an offer for Dalvin Cook. I'm not I'm not going to say the name of the team that offered it because there might be children well, listening. Yes, but that's got to be Ferris. Our, if, our if, if you're watching on YouTube, you can read it for yourself. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and go where you want with that. So, so twenty. So actually, the two hundred two for Dalvin Cook is is what we're being offered in this yep. team. Now let's remember, and I was just going to see what uh, the pick situation is. So we have, we don't have any, we have four eleven, five ten. 5, 10. Right. So two, two, two gives us like something in this year's draft. The 
problem is, and you know, we're obviously going to discuss this, but we don't yeah. know what's going on with Dalvin. His his value is down right now, so I feel like you're selling kind of in the in the. And, and here's the thing: I think this is a little bit of a lowball offer. Um, I think we can and should ask for more for Dalvin. I just put uh, the the team that offered us that trade. I put their roster up here, yeah. and if we go down and we look at their picks. Um, Right down here, he's got the 105, the 108, the 111, Ooh. 113, 201, 202. So he's got a, a, a whole bunch of picks right in a row there. And he's offering us the least valuable of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't think we're going to get the 105 out of him because I think that's going to be a quarterback. And, you know, he needs, he needs help at quarterback. Um, the 108, maybe we could get, I think the 111 would be the, like the absolute worst that I would want to consider. I'd feel if, more comfortable if, with the 108 because you can end up with, right. uh, like maybe not Charbonnet, but you know, the next guy, whoever that is. Cause for me, there's like that big tier that we talked about this week with Matt Kelly. So, but again, you can still take that 108, pair it with something and get yourself a, a bigger boat. Right. We could also take a look at, you know, if see if he's interested. Um, I doubt it, but you know, would what about a, a Dalvin for uh, Dobbins type of trade? I was looking at either Dobbins or even Swift because Swift is taking a beating right now out there, and I, I love buying guys when they're on the ground getting kicked in the face. Yep. So I, I don't mind either one of those guys with Swift and Dobbins because I feel like when they're healthy, they're proven. And you know how it is with running backs. Like, it's easy to say, oh, this guy's injury-proof. Oh, Swift's never been on the field. We don't know shit, man. We're not – dude, I'm, I'm like, falling apart. I'm 46. Like, literally falling apart. Can't lift my right arm past my, you know, my chin. So, to, for us to judge these guys on health and act like we – you know, you know me, Dan, with this stuff. It's we, – we don't know shit. That's, at the end of the day, he might come out this year and put up RB3 season easily. He has that yep. upside. So, so does Dobbins. We saw Dobbins, like people are hating on Dobbins and, and his, he hasn't, maybe the Lamar stuff is scaring him. But for me, that would just give him more volume if, if Lamar isn't there, in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't hate either of those guys if you're looking for a straight up swap. Yep, I think so. Um, is there I mean, anything uh, else we'd, we'd want to grab from his roster that we can kind of, just because sometimes I send those you know, one to one or two to one. And then I'm like, oh, I should have kind of worked this guy into the deal somehow or trying to see if there's anything. Um... Okay. Take a look for that. I'm, I'm bringing this up on the, uh, the player profiler trade analyzer. Nice. Nice. So we can see, so we can see what our, our new sponsors. Think I didn't even know that. you could do that on the site. I thought you can only do it on the mobile for some reason on the app. No, when you're on, yeah, you can do it on the site, so right, it works go. out good. And then, uh, and and just for those like calculator haters out there, like you know, Dan and I have been playing Dynasty for decades. Like if you put our years together, you you, you there's like a 50 year old Dynasty man standing beside us, you know. But these calculators are really a good temperature gauge. Like that's really what it is. It's you know, it, it gives you a really good idea of a like where this guy's looking because a lot of people use them. So it gives you an idea. Okay, he's probably using this calculator or whatever. And then it, it gives you an idea of okay, does this guy want to? For me, these are things that I'm looking at. Does he want to win the trade? Then you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you can tell right away. Like if a guy is just really trying to win it, 
win a trade. So basically, if you want the guy that he's offering, or if you want a certain guy, you know you're going to have to overoffer. But yep. things like that, it's not necessarily like, ooh, look at the calculator. It's not you know even or whatever. It's it's more just to get a feel for where the guy's coming from. You're reading your opponent. That's basically what I use it for. Right. And I I threw up the Dobbins just to to kind of get an an idea because I haven't done too much trading of Dobbins. I haven't seen too many deals yeah, of Dobbins either. going down. So He's I'm quiet. more familiar. I'm more familiar with what Cook's value is, and so I just wanted to get a quick sense of. Is it is it still uncertainty out there in Minnesota, Dan? You're out there in Minnesota, like with Dalvin, or is it? Or do you think like I, I don't know if it was you or somebody the other day in a DM saying how they're just going to squeeze him out, like wait until you know there's no more spots for running backs, and then. Just say sorry, dude. You gotta play. You gotta yeah. Play no, I, I, I think, uh, I think there's a very good chance that they could end up moving him because you know they're either gonna force him to take less money, or they're going to, um, you know, they're, they're gonna try to trade him. Uh, one of the two because right now he's counting 14 million against the cap. Um, they would the Vikings would like to use their cap money some, you know, a little bit better than that. So. I think they're and they they got uh, Madison on a two year for seven million dollar deal, which in today's market that is starting running running back money. So they're yeah. already paying one starting running back that they have signed this year. So I think that if they can get anything for Dalvin, they will move him. Um, I think that's part of their plan because they only have five draft picks. They're hoping they can move Dalvin for something and get another pick or two out of that. So I th- I think that's kind of the way the Vikings are leaning. So I I think Dalvin's Probably, if I had to guess, I, I'd guess he's going to be on the move. Abinaconda was the other rookie I was thinking about that we could maybe get at 108 there, um, which are all kind of in this Dalvin range. Like JK, uh, you know, they're all, it's all kind of in the same. So you're just kind of picking your favorite, or usually us, Dan, we like to just look at the running back's age and, and try to pivot, get the similar production, but just not have to worry about his his value just tanking and then dying on your bench which if we don't move dalvin now that's pretty much what could happen right um, i mean we're 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 a you know we're going to be a competitive team we're competitive, so having, for sure for yeah, sure so having dalvin uh especially in a point per carry league which you know i don't think this quite you know was i'm looking at the trade analyzer here and that's another thing i mean I, you know this doesn't really account for the fact that you get uh, points per running back carries, I think Agreed. that makes Dalvin quite a bit more valuable. Agreed. Um, you know, so just looking at the 108 versus Dalvin. Um, it's probably about it, even with that. It, yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. much closer to even. So I, I don't think that asking for the 108 is. So why don't we just, why don't we just send them back all three and then let them choose? Or do you have a favorite? Cause sometimes you do that and you're like, oh, I should have just sent that one. Yeah, so you're you're talking about Swift or Dobbins or the 108. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, let's go ahead and, and if he's interested in any of those, but it, it's a little off for him, he'll you know hopefully counter with something, um, and we can get that deal done because he clearly wants Dalvin. So it makes it. And, yeah, and this is guys that are listening. Like you know, my biggest pet peeve is like try to send a, a, a and I'm guilty of this too. But sometimes I'll think I'm going to send a counter later, and I just forget or don't have time or whatever but always try to send a counter back because the guy your, your opponent just gave you information every time you get a proposal it's like poker you just saw a bit of his hand you you, you know now what he wants or what he's trying to get rid of and you gotta you gotta optimize on that and that's why i feel like if you're not sending counters when you're getting offered uh for me when i got an offer man it's like a gift because now i have something to work on 
you know, it's not just me shooting in, in the dark and or shooting at the wall and seeing what sticks type of thing. Right, exactly. And another uh, just key little piece of information here mm-hmm. is uh, this this is Ferris's team, and we know uh, that he has been a big Dalvin stand over the years. Yep. So oh, yeah. he's, oh, he's, that's he's right. a, I forgot about that. He had every Dalvin share in all the leagues, I think, all their goalies. Right. Yeah. So so he he was hoping he could nab him for cheap off of us. Our our message back at the very least is no, Dalvin's not going for that cheap. So here are three ideas. Uh, this is about how we value him. So you can you can take a look at these and and see what you think. So this you know, we'll get some good, even if we don't make a deal off of one of these three, we'll get a better idea of what he thinks, you know, exactly. how high is he willing to go. And that's another little trick, guys. Like, the, the more you can offer options and make your opponent feel like they're making this, the decision, that's like a sales tactic even, you know. You're, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a marketing tactic. You, you know, you make the consumer feel like they're making that decision based on what you're doing. That's That's always the best way to make a deal happen because, you know, then at least you're giving them options. You're opening the door for, there's a higher percentage chance the deal is going to happen. Yeah. It's a, it's one thing to say, you know, Hey, would you, would you like some ice cream? But you know, if you can say, <laughs> Hey, you know, would you like Rocky road or would you like strawberry or, you know, would you like uh cherry Garcia, you know, pick, pick your flavor. And all of a sudden ice cream becomes much more appealing. Oh, I really like cherry Garcia. Uh, Dan, we gotta we gotta end with the ice cream. We gotta end with the ice cream. So we got we got one deal done in our 500 Dynasty Depot League. Hopefully, you guys you know enjoyed that. That was all all these both these situations, Dan. That's why this show is so great, and it gives us a great opportunity to kind of walk through this. Is this is all just done off the cuff? We just walked in, had some offers, and we got one done. We're working on the second one. We'll let you guys know next week's episode, the owners' lounge. If we get this deal done, and then we'll have another. I'm sure roster or situation that we're going to look at all dynasty related. We're looking at trades, free agency, you know, the rookie draft coming up. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Then let's go draft the best ball. Let's do it. All right. We'll check you guys later. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense (laughs) Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. Uh, righty, buddy.